0: Hi, just a quick few words before we start this weekend's episode. Uh, we've started a Patreon account for Elm Park Rolls. Uh, if you support us with £3 a month, that's just the price of a decent coffee in the town centre, isn't it? You can help us build the site and also maybe say thanks for some of the work we've done over the last few years. So if you go to patreon.com, you'll, uh, look, in, look up Elm Park Rolls, you'll find us there. You can also see all the links on our Facebook, on our Instagram and on our Twitter account. So cheers, now time for this week's episode. Hello and welcome to our first ever Red and Chronicle supported preview show for the weekend's action. I've been joined by Matt Joy to talk about a game at Cardiff City this weekend. Hi Matt, how are you?
1: Good afternoon Paul, very well thank you, how are you? I'm good.
0: I'm good. I'm looking forward to the game. Hopefully we'll be seeing three points. But first of all, we got the match coming up on Saturday, but we'd be a bit remiss not to have a little glimpse back at the game against Barnsley. Matt, what did you make of that match?
1: I think, uh, I, as I said on Twitter, I, I think Reading weren't at their best by any stretch of the imagination, especially in the first half. But a lot of that was down to Barnsley's style of play. Um, whenever the creative players, i.e., you know, Jaria Elise got a touch of the ball, they were crowded out almost instantaneously by a number of Barnsley players, which obviously does make it very difficult then to have the same sort of creative influence that we saw in the open game this season. Um, but it did perhaps worry me a little bit after a sort of maybe half an hour, 35 minutes. It it kind of it went back to being the the long ball team that we saw at stages last year when things weren't going well. um, Morrison perhaps guilty more than others for a few stray passes. So, got there eventually. Obviously, assisted by uh, Barnsley's decision-making in the challenges, shall we say, uh, and obviously a a handball. But, yeah, it wasn't as good as the first weekend, obviously. But, yeah, you you can't complain when you're at top of the league, can you?
0: Yeah, and also Raphael only having really one shot to save in a match. And I wouldn't say... If you go and started the start at the season and said the goalkeeper was going to have one serious save in two matches, you'd be delighted with the defence,
1: wouldn't you? Yeah, I think that's probably been one of the most impressive improvements that we've seen. I think especially from crosses coming into the box, from set pieces, I'm a lot more confident than I perhaps wasn't staged last season at Reading's ability to defend, um, you know, balls into the box. Could be a bit of a challenge on Saturday coming up against Kiefer Moore, who I believe is six foot five-ish. So uh, that'll be tested again on Saturday. But yeah, no, I think the defence have certainly been going in the right direction. It's just I think perhaps they need to uh, be a bit more calm in possession uh, when things aren't perhaps going their way. And listen to what the, the manager's been saying about, you know, patience. There was a little lack of patience at times. But um, as I said, that's splitting hairs, really. I mean, it's uh, it's not bad at the moment. We can't really complain too much.
0: Yeah, top of the league. Let's make the most of it. Exactly. It doesn't yeah. matter. It's only two matches, but let's just embrace it. We've eh? yeah. had some rough times at Reading. And uh, as you mentioned before we started recording, Matt, let's order the uh, open top boss. I, yeah, I, I, I,
1: <laughs> I won't quite repeat your uh, your comments, but I'm, I'm fully on board with that.
0: <laughs> no, no, I, I appreciate that. So you mentioned that you have uh, spoken to the manager uh, yesterday as well. How did it go with Panavich and what were his thoughts? Obviously, the first thing that comes to mind is injuries, none of them, hopefully, and transfers.
1: Yeah, well, uh, Andy Eadon, obviously, is the, the main news, and uh, he's going to be out on the weekend. They're, they're saying it's a medium-term injury at the moment. Um, his current status is essentially he's had uh, one assessment with one of the specialists. they are now be putting him on a course of treatment which should help um, speed up his recuperation, but he has another... Uh, I think, appointment, I, I suppose you should say, with a specialist next week. And from that point, we should be able to get more clarification in terms of the length that he'll be out for. So, uh, yeah, that's a big big gap that needs filling. But obviously, you know, Reading didn't concede last week without him. So, you know, one out of one so far where they've successfully filled that gap. So, yeah, that's the main thing. Um, in terms of transfers, obviously, all the eyes are on Raquel May at the moment. Um, I think the, the situation is it's still ongoing um, and said that, you know, he's, he's hopeful and um, the update should be able to come reasonably soon. But I think he, he did stress that given the current situation um, in society in general, these deals are perhaps facing more uh, more difficult periods than other deals in other years would have done. You know, there's a lot more sort of steps to over overcome to get to the end goal. But I think at the moment, you know, Reading fans should still be confident of uh, Raquel May's imminent, hopefully, arrival.
0: I reckon I mentioned him at least once a month, Tommy Smith, until that moment, until yeah. he's signed and through the door. And I get what you're saying. I still feel confident that it's going to happen, but there's just so many restrictions that we don't know. And it will come out over the next six months, probably next year, how difficult it was to get players in and the complications there were. We can't see, as fans and even as a journalist yourself, inside those little intricate spits of the transfer deals.
1: Yeah. And, and as you said, they, they do change overnight. And that's, I think we alluded to that on the last, on the last podcast, there is so many potential things that could throw a deal off at the moment, more so than normal. So, you know, I, I get, I, I suppose Paunovic is the way he's you know, keeping his cards close to his chest. I, I kind of understand that because you don't want to raise, you know, expectations and, and hopes, um, Prematurely, and I think that's he's probably protecting his own back, and I completely understand that. And I think that's very justified, but yeah, he's certainly not revealing too much at the moment.
0: No, I don't blame him, it's a sensible move, isn't it? Really, mm. he's not gone for the Harry Redknot move of uh, not out quite outside a window and uh, with his Labrador quite. sat on his lap, <laughs> like, saying not he's
1: quite. No. In
0: <laughs> different style, So, though. One player we have seen definitely come in is Lewis Gibson, uh, he's joined us, a left footed centre back. Uh, you've spoken to him and you've got some uh, article coming up this afternoon, haven't you? Uh,
1: yeah, we'll be, uh, I'll be releasing the interview with him later on today. Um, very, very impressed. Um, you, you kind of get the feeling, I think, with some players um, that I've interviewed you know, from various clubs. Um, some players don't perhaps enjoy the media side of it as much. You know, they are there to fulfill their duties and, you know, essentially there's not a huge amount in it for them. So I, I do understand that. But sometimes, you know, players can be quite closed off and, and give the, you the standard answers that you, you'd normally expect here. But Gibson was, I think, quite open. He was a good communicator. You know, it was you felt like he was there and he wanted to talk to you. It wasn't, you know, just oh, sort of, you know, an eye roll and let's get on with it. It was, yeah, I was very impressed with him. And um, one interesting point he raised, I did ask him, I'll, I'll mention more in the article later about sort of um, his personal aims and how he's hoping to use this as a stepping stone. Obviously, Everton now got a really, really good squad after a very very impressive summer so i think he's he's sort of talked about you know training with those players and what he needs to do to make an impression um, so he's certainly very hungry i would say and and you know eager to impress which i think can only be a good thing for Reddit.
0: yeah totally he's come across really well and the fact that he called us a massive club i mean i know that's a play a he also
1: he also called it a Premier League club as well. That's that will be in the uh, that will be in the article later. But yeah, those two that's in although he did complain about the weather. So you know
0: Northern though, isn't he? He's from Durham, isn't he? So I mean, can he really complain about the weather? <laughs> I'm not in sure. Any,
1: I was gonna say you could pick any region in England and claim that, to be honest.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. There has been also in the Renner Chronicle this week an article saying that Tom McIntyre could possibly be going out on the loan and the club are looking at it. What more could you tell us on this possibility, Matt?
1: I think at this point, it's just been considered as a possibility. I don't think, and no decisions have been made as of yet. Paunovic did say yesterday that we'll get a lot more clarity in terms of outgoings, hopefully next week. So um, perhaps expect a bit of activity on that front next week. But I think it's just a case of, you know, evaluating his options. I think he's, McIntyre is arguably one of the, you know, the, the brightest prospects at the club. But you can see how... Players, when they have departed in, on permanent deals in the future, how you know how they've kicked on? Players like Rob Dickey and Jake Cooper in recent years, centre halves, who have you know taken that step away to really show a manager and a team what they can do. If McIntyre's appearances are going to be limited, obviously you know no Carabao Cup action now we're out of that, so you know it's not going to be a huge amount of there. There is going to be rotation, but there's not going to be as many cup opportunities. Maybe it's just the club thinking. Okay, you know, what would we be better served doing? Would it be 15 appearances this year for us, or 35 plus appearances? You know, for a club somewhere else. So I, I think it's just being considered at this point. I, I wouldn't rush out and say he won't be here this time next week. You know, I think he's a number. A number of players are probably being considered in a similar way. Um, you know, but I can't. I can't give any more certainties in terms of. You know. Clubs that are interested. I think it's just a case of the club are keeping their options open and, and perhaps looking at where his development will be best.
0: Yeah, I mean, if he, if he ends up going out on loan, he has done multiple players, no problems at all. It's no, exactly. massively helped them. I mean, there was a podcast with AD Williams, which I'd highly recommend listening to. The one with Alex Biss talking about how he went out on loan and when Steve Couples had so told him that until he does that and gets some experience, he wasn't going to play for the first team. And yeah. when we look at Tom McIntyre, he's only got 12, 13 appearances. It's not really that many. And I know some people are saying there's Omar Richards and he's coming and done well. But it can work both ways. If he stays, I'll be delighted. If he goes out on loan, I won't be worried either. Do you think that's fair, Matt?
1: I think I would agree with that. I mean, it goes back to the old cliche of, you know, you can't replicate match conditions in training. So to get that first team experience, if we do want to see him perhaps in, you know, a year or two's time as a, as a starter every week, he's got to have the games under his belt and if he's better positioned to maybe get double the game time at another club it would make sense i think for all parties if reading you know have feel that they've got suitable replacements and i think with you know gibson's arrival it's certainly no lack in depth i think in the centre back department so it, stranger things have happened but then again i'd be more than willing to see him you know line up for reading in the, the coming year i think it's kind of a win win i think there'd be benefits to both
0: Totally. So, Cardiff is City away tomorrow. This is not going to be an easy one. I go on to talk about this with the Cardiff City fan in a moment. And uh, he's quite confident, but also, you know, he's a little bit nervous as well, which we like to see when playing opposite teams. Um, Kiefer Moore is the big concern. It's so obvious, isn't it? He's such a threat, isn't
1: he? Yeah, I mean, I think two goals last weekend against Forrest, and by all accounts, Cardiff were much, much better at uh, the City ground than they were on opening day against Sheffield Wednesday. Um, as I said earlier, Reading have been better from set pieces and, and facing the aerial challenges, but when you're coming up a striker who is as physically imposing as Key Moore, more than likely, you know, that he will cause problems and that's certainly something that Reading will have to um, adapt to and cope with. I think Lee Tomlin, one of the creative players, um, he's, he's doubtful at this point. I think if he features for Cardiff, that would be perhaps more worrying or not more worrying but equally worrying. I think he could really cause Reading a threat, but I certainly think that um, for Cardiff fans and, and perhaps uh, the, the manager, Yaku Meite, will be the man that they don't want to see after, I believe, he scored three goals in about nine or so days last season against Cardiff in that crazy barrage of fixtures we had when I felt like most of my time was spent travelling up and down the M4. Um, yeah, so I think Meite perhaps will be the, the man that they'll be looking at as the guy that could cause Cardiff problems. Then again, you look back. I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago now. But that Cardiff game in last, I think, the end of last August, when George Pushkas announced himself, Um, you know, there's, there'll be that in the back of the mind. So I think both sides will will be you know, buoyed by recent results, but I think, but no, neither side will be expecting an easy game.
0: Definitely will not be easy. Uh, so what is your prediction, Matt? I am going for a two-one win. You, what are you going to go for?
1: I think. Well, I was right last week when I went for a win. I was wrong the first week when I went for a draw. So I'm going to go with a win based on... It's, good, it's served me OK so far. It has. It has. Keep going. I think I'm going to go with a narrow win. I think Reading, you know, one of the real advantages of Reading is that Panovic is un, more unknown than a lot of managers. Clubs perhaps don't really know what to expect early doors from Reading. So I think that plays into our hands. Um, and I think, you know, it's by no means is it a certain and perhaps if I was looking to do an accumulator tomorrow, it probably wouldn't be one I'd pick either way. I think it's a very tough one to call. It wouldn't surprise me to see it finish a draw. But, you know, why not keep this optimism going? We don't, we don't know how uh, how short-lived or, or consistent it may be throughout the season. So I'm going to enjoy it while I can and say 2-1 yeah, two win. Two, win.
0: Yes, I'm going to say exactly the same. So thanks for your time, Matt. And uh, we'll be back next week. Cheers, Matt. So now let's have find out what a Cardiff fan thinks about the game on Saturday. I've been joined by Paul Carey, a Cardiff City fan. Hi Paul. Hi mate, how's it going? I'm okay, I'm okay. Um, Kind of, we're top of the table, but it's only two games into the season, isn't it? I mean, as a Cardiff fan, you must be a little bit surprised looking at Reading up there.
2: Yeah, I was actually, because everything I kind of read with the late... uh drama or whatever that happened just before kind of the season kicked off and I can't remember he played on the first day it was a 2-0 win derby was it? and uh, I remember thinking that's a decent win that to be fair um, so yeah I'm hoping it's not three three out of three for you coming like next week but I don't know um, but yeah it's a good start for you fair play like it's half the battle in the championships just getting off to a good start and um, if you can do that you're kind of halfway there because I remember when we got promoted two years ago we won our first five before kind of the international break and we it just set us off to be honest like it's, we got to that first international break on 15 points out of 15 and you could kind of restock then and go for it and yeah you've certainly started well so yeah i'm hoping we can kind of put a dent in it on saturday fingers crossed <laughs> yeah you're right momentum
0: is key isn't it if you get that and it also gives you a bit of breathing space. If you get like, if we managed to get the five wins so out of five, that would be amazing. But it gives you that bit of space because inevitably you're going to have a little bit of different form at some point and it builds the confidence in the team. So talking of confidence, how is it, do you think, with the Cardiff City fans about the reaction to last
2: season's not going up via the playoffs? Um, t- to be honest, though, it seems a very weird thing to say, but I didn't think we were one of the best six teams in the championship last season so um, if we'd have gone up I think it'd have been a very long season just with a quick turnaround and um, the squad we had already I think we'd do, be doing very well this season to get top six so when you, if we'd had to managed to go up it'd have been tough so it was obviously like when, when you're in it you want to win it and stuff like that but I think like compared to like some of the playoff defeats and we've had that fair share down the years. Some of them in kind of other other seasons kind of hurt a lot more than, than that, especially the way it went. It felt like it was over with um, Fulham winning at the CCS in um, the first game. But then we put up a good fight and yeah, we were actually gutted in our second leg. But kind of looking at it a couple of days later and looking at kind of where Fulham are now, I think it's going to be a long season for them. So it's kind of... I think the general feeling amongst Cardiff fans is it would have been great to go out, but in reality, like empty grounds and st- stuff like that. Like, I think playing at home in front of like a sold-out stadium last time, bought it's got a few wins. So without that, I think it would have been a, another kind of quick turn around and back down to be fair. So I, I think everyone's kind of at ease with it really. Like it was, it was a free shot and, I think people got to be worried when Swansea got in there, but as soon as they were beaten by Brentford, it was it was one of them really, not too bad.
0: Yeah, we helped out Swansea on the right at the last second of the season, <laughs> yeah. didn't we? Yeah, you yeah, must
2: have been put, paying full out, but, attention yeah. to that. Oh, yeah. I can't believe it. It took the shine off getting in there to be honest, because we had to beat Hull on the last day. But it was, I think, a lot a lot had to go against us for us to fall out. But again, it's it's Cardiff. <laughs> it could have happened, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I was, I, I couldn't believe that. Six goals swing in the last 20 minutes. i crazy, to be honest. And uh, I'm just, I thought it was one of them. They'd have the momentum and go and get promoted then. But thank God uh, that didn't happen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that would have been unbearable for you, wouldn't it? Totally. So I, I guess you're kind of relatively happy with Neil Harris and what he's done.
2: Yeah. Oh, His style 100%. of play
0: is quite similar to a little bit of Neil Warnock as well, isn't it?
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah, I, when he came in. Um, it, it's fair to say no one was kind of overly delighted. It, it it wasn't one of them where everyone was kind of totally against him from the start, but it was a more like a bit of a sideways move and, like you say, plays kind of similar football. But looking, well, he's, he's obviously done really well since then, but it, I think looking back in hindsight, it was kind of a sensible decision because the players we had um, at the time, if you'd have brought someone in who wanted to kind of play football from the off and stuff, we'd have had uh, a long season and we'd have really struggled. But in fairness, he kind of came in, he didn't change loads, just made us a bit more solid. And um, He has, in fairness, tried to play a bit more football than we did under Warnock. To be fair, like, I, I love Neil Warnock. And, uh, I he thought he's doesn't uh, he? He's oh, com- just, completely mama, isn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hundred percent like I, I used to like him like even before he, he came to Cardiff, I just thought he was a character or whatever and it's kinda of going out the game now. But um to be honest, like the football, especially the season we went up, it wasn't that that bad anyway. Like people would look at the stats and yeah, we had thirty percent possession. But a lot of the time like we had thirty percent possession because as soon as we got it, we went and we played a lot like the odd yeah, long ball or two. <laughs> But also, to me, that's exciting. You're on the edge of your own box and within five, ten seconds, you're on the edge of this. I don't know. i I, I just know one of these who who likes all this, like the centre-half to the centre-half to the midfielder to the centre-half. And teams do that and have like 75% possession. But they've had two shots and funnily enough against um, Sheffield Wednesday on the opening day, that's what happened. We had 70% possession. I, I don't think we've had 70% possession for about ten years. We didn't have a chance, though. It was... It was like ah, oh, I don't know. We're just going back and forth, side to side. When Neil Harris is kind of trying to lead us more towards keeping the ball a bit more, but um, he, yeah, it's, it's good. It's decent-ish football, but he's certainly got like, the right balance, I think. Whereas, to be fair, with the by the end, we Warnock, We were we had kind of drifted away from that a little bit. And it was it was hard to watch, come uh, come the final kind of games. I'll be honest.
0: <laughs> well, all the matters in football is the results, though, isn't it? There's loads exactly. of different ways to get results, isn't there? People are no, condemning of these styles of football. But ultimately, if you win the league like you did that season, under nil, you take that, don't you? I mean, anyone who oh, wouldn't think... accept
2: going up in that style, it's slightly crazy. Oh, 100%. Like, I don't think any football fan anyways ever kind of walked away from a game having won 1-0 or something and moment. I only had like 35
0: Oh, Yes, old Reading fans can do
2: that. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I remember, <laughs> yeah, Rap era.
0: We definitely had that.
2: <laughs> yeah, I heard heard that one great <laughs> to be fair. Um, yes, yeah, yeah, I'm one of them, just get the ball forward, like not literally route one, but I find it more attacking when you're kind of playing it on the channels straight away instead of going back and forth and, and stuff. So yeah, Neil Harris has got good good balance, to be fair, and he's really impressed me since he's come in. Because um, he's not had a lot to work with in terms of money or in terms of some of the players kind of were on probably the decline by the time he came in. But, um, yeah, he's done really well and speaks well and hopeful. I think he'd be doing very well this season to get us into the top six again. But, but I like one or two. I don't think it's any standout team, so we've got as, as much a chance as anyone. And that's what makes the championship kind of so good, because... As good as the Premier League is, it's a bit, when you turn it up to games and you know you're going to get beat 4-0, 5-0, it, it, to me it does bore me a little bit. But.
0: Yeah, it's no point, yeah, it yeah, takes a point yeah, out yeah, of games yeah. football, doesn't it, really? slightly. Exactly. I mean, a couple of players you've got that obviously have very big links with Reading FC. That is Sean Morrison, who joined you quite a few years ago now, and... Mr Bakuna. Now, Bakuna definitely split our fans. Sean Morrison didn't split our fans. He's very popular, I'd say, with most of our fans. But Bakuna, how have they done it, Cardiff?
2: Oh, To be honest, Morrison's probably the easier one to answer. I'm brilliant. They play like he's, he's been great. He's captain. He's scores goals solid at the back and stuff and manages to get away with his uh, lack of pace. Like He's never <laughs> caught that, really. He's, he's brilliant and yeah, he's just—you can tell—like he's liked around the club, and he's captain for a reason and stuff. He gets on with a, a lot of the players and gets on with the fans and stuff like that. He's—he's he's great, Mister Reliable at the back and stuff. Can't—I've can't got bad words to say about him. Bakuna. Yeah, he, he's—I to be honest, when he joined, I thought I was kind of reading what everyone was saying. I think random fans were surprised he's kind of joined us, especially in the Premier League. So I was kind of expecting the worst if I'm honest, but. He's been decent since lockdown. He was—he's been our best player um, in centre mid. He's been—he's been great. And to be honest, I prefer him in centre mid to to right back. Um, he's—he's he's hit and miss at right back. He can go missing, to be fair. But um, yeah, yeah. Really, I think I think the big issue with him—I don't know if it was the same at Redden or not—but he's apparently come in on very decent wages. Um. But that that's not his fault. Like if you're looking at it kind of just purely based on performances, he's he's one of our better midfielders. And I, yeah, I expected all our worse because I was reading about him and um yeah, he's he's been he's been fine. Certainly haven't got any complaints with him, um, especially now he's in the middle and he's versatile, he can always move to right back if we need him, which is good to have on the pitch. I just don't want it happening too much, to be honest. Maybe he's
0: found his niche, though. Sometimes players just click at a certain club, don't they? And maybe Cardiff City is that place. And I think if you can get the best out of him, there's no doubt there's talent there. He's not a player that lacks ability.
2: Oh, no, I think he's got self-confidence as well, definitely. (laughs) Yes, definitely. (laughs) So, yeah, he's doing all right, in fairness. I think he's got another three years on his contract or something, so where he'll be kind of in a year or two's time. I don't know. But at the moment, like everyone's kind of likes him. He's got the uh, the song to that tequila tune, which uh, I think always helps a player. If you've got a good song on the terraces that people like, he can be having a shocker, but um, people will still be singing it just because they like the song. <laughs> that definitely helps him, I think. Hundred uh, percent, yeah. If you have players like that, it just
0: you got have gives you a link with the crowd, doesn't it? And you can get away with things sometimes, can not you? It's amazing. Ah, oh, oh, definitely, yeah. <laughs> it's a football, though, isn't it? It's totally irrational, isn't it? So, strengths and weaknesses. What would you say the major strength of Cardiff City is now, and the
2: weak area that slightly concerns you? Um, I'd say defensively, we're very solid at the moment. Um, we have been kind of since lockdown, really, and all. Fulham scored a couple past us, but kind of Morrison and Nelson in the middle. Bennett's kind of missed a reliable at left back. Uh, we got a new right back who's a youngster. Haven't well, obviously seen much of him, but he's come from Arsenal. And uh, I think he was playing in the German second division last year. Apparently he's decent going forward. Um, he did well against Forrest on Saturday. Um, but yeah, it's early days for him, how he kind of goes, but we're pretty solid Smithies is is great and as a goalkeeper like when we went up Etheridge was the number one um, and Etheridge was number one for kind of the, the Premier League as well but Smithies got a chance last January I think and hasn't looked back really I think he's one of those who's been around the Championship for ages and everyone knows what he's kind of about but have been surprised how good he is and he just kind of he sorted the back back four out um, Lacking-wise, I'd probably say creativity. Um, I'm not sure if this is back that we start, but it feels like we're much better on the road these days where we kind of play on the break and whatever. Um, Teams who kind of sit in against us, unless Tomlin's playing, then uh, it can sometimes be a bit of a chore trying to kind of unlock him. Tomlin's absolutely brilliant. We just can't get a run of like 10 games out of him. And we Haven't really replaced him with kind of our signings, which is what we really need to do. Kind of before the window shuts, because he's like, he's come off the bench now once this season, but that's all he's done. Because he pulled his hamstring against Fulham, but he, I think he's on his way back. But even when he gets back, it's you're kind of relying on him. Um, wingers, we need we need the winger as well. We signed Shea Ojo from uh, Liverpool on loan. I've not seen much of him. He'd done okay against Forest, but he was up at Rangers last year, so I don't think I've seen anything of him. He was okay by the sounds of it. We're like we lost Mendez Lang for whatever reason. Um so we ju- we I think we just need a winger and we need some someone in the middle, creativity wise, because I think one of the strengths for us this season now definitely will be Kiefer Moore, who we signed from Wigan. Ah oh, he's he's brilliant, like yeah. he <laughs> Oh, he does worry me. He nice. is, yeah, he looks quality. He came to
0: ours and played for Wigan. Yeah. Scored this ridiculous back flick um,
2: in a three. They absolutely
0: blitzed this Wigan.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, he's got talent, real talent. Oh, he's, he's brilliant. He's been bo- bossed it for Wales. Like, he, about a year ago, we went to Slovakia and he started, and we were like, that's a big call from Giggs. I mean, to be honest, we were on Giggs' back at that point. So, like, since then, he's he's scored in Slovakia. And then he scored in Azerbaijan and he's pretty much a a regular in the Wales team now with people like Bale and and Rams and stuff. And uh, to be honest, he he just gets better and better every time I see him. And I was shocked that A, we managed to sign him and B, um, for two million. I know we're going to have the kind of financial problems, but I was like, I just thought there would be much more kind of competition. And I think his career, since he's got into the Football League at quite a late age, I think it was like 23, 24 Pretty much moved on from a club every season just in an upwards direction. I don't think it's in a bad way. I think like Barnsley went down, so they sold him to Wigan. Wigan then went down after selling him. And it wouldn't shock me if next year now he's um, like if we had kind of mid table or whatever, if like someone in the Premier League comes because he's a handful, but he's he's great on the floor as well. And uh, I might be bigging him up a little bit too much now. <laughs> I was desperate for us to sign in because we've needed a proper strike like that for a while and I um, hope like he got off the mark on uh, Saturday with a brace so I'm hoping I'll put him in good kind of stead now for, uh, for um, continuing that and hopefully on Saturday. No, 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 Paul, there's no need. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can keep bagging him in for the rest of the season, but not again. Okay. Another
2: backflick hopefully.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, alright, if it's 3-1, I'll take that. You can have that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, he's got quality. And, um, yeah, slightly worrying in positions for us if he gets on our ride back out, Runa, who's about, probably about two foot shorter than him. <laughs> and have has some issues there. Oh. So, uh, yeah, the he's got some quality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, let's have a chat about the um, old previous games about Cardiff and Reading. Now, there's a Reading fan. There has been a lot of good memories, But I think, for me, the top moment has to be, and you'll probably hate this moment, Paul, definitely, is Federici oh, <laughs> scoring the last-minute goal at the Modeski Stadium and just seeing a goalie go out there and doing it. I mean, were you at the game, Paul?
2: No, I wasn't there, <laughs> luckily, but it ruined yeah. my Christmas. I know that much. It <laughs> <laughs> <You> made mine. <laughs> like... I can imagine. It's absolutely crazy. It's, it's crazy, like, yeah, it's just... Once in a kind of blue moon, once in a lifetime, you see a keeper scoring there. I'm trying to think now, if I've, I've seen a Cardiff keeper score. I Don't think I have. Nice. No, it's, it's like, so might,
0: rare, so I'm rare,
2: miss, isn't it? Yeah, I might have never it. Nah, no, don't think I've seen a centre half score a volley from seventy yards, which <laughs> I take against the Harvey, Mark Hudson. <laughs> but um, no, I don't think I've seen. Don't think I've seen a keeper score. I just, Nice. Nah, that's not one of my favourite memories. Although to be fair, my least favourite with Redding was that um three 0 the um, the playoff game. That was that was, that was a killer. Like we should uh, we done the hard job nil nil at the Medeski. I I thought anyway, but um, we just collapsed. To be honest, he was, I think it just summed up Dave Jones. I think that was the only good thing that came of it that we uh, got rid of Dave Jones on the back of it. To be honest, your favourite, don't we? That's what. <laughs> <Yeah, exactly. laughs> <laughs> so sort of lay, lay off Mac and up, uh, shape Oh yes, yeah. No, oh, no, no,
0: we had we had a decent team then. We should have gone. Yeah, up, but good. as you know, playoff final. Um, Reading, a specialist, and Cardiff uh, also don't enjoy them as well, do they? I mean, <laughs> yeah. If we had ever had a final against
2: each other, it would just go on forever, wouldn't it? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> I, think <so. laughs> I think so. I think so. I, I try and think well, my favourite game is. Um, I enjoyed when was it 2012? I think we went. I went to the Medeski. It was two-one. and scored thirty-five oh, yards after two minutes. What a player he was as well? What unbelievable! Can't yeah. believe. Genuinely could not believe mm. that. Like a couple of months ago, it's crazy. He's he's got for me. Like I might be being a bit biased, but for any kind of player who's been in the championship for knocking on ten years straight, he's he's, he's got to be the best for me. Like he was just yeah, unbelievable. Be. Yeah. Can't believe I would, like. How he, how he just stayed for good. Like, I know he had interest, like West Ham were close once, I think, and I just don't think he was too bothered. Like, he was happy where he was, and he got obviously a, a season in the Premier League with Cardiff. But he's just one of those players as well. I don't think, like, an opposition fan, anyway, like, even Swansea fans had a bad word to say about him um, during his time playing. Like, do you get me? Like, he was one of those players you just couldn't dislike, really. It's just magic on a boys. It's crazy. And I remember that goal he scored. So I remember I was like thirty seconds late getting in, and I'd had a few beers on the way. To be fair, and I'd seen round just as I got to the top of the stand, and I think it was Kebe was running away with it, and he should. Yes, it. it was. I should have been very keen as well. I, I, was <laughs> thinking, I was thinking, how many have I had to be honest. <laughs> it just around, Bang! That um, was a uh, that was an enjoyable one. To be fair, um, a couple of years ago when we went up, um. I went to the one on the Monday night, the two all, the two late goals. Honestly, it must be like one of the coldest I've ever been at a football match. And I don't exactly. oh, it was absolutely <laughs> freezing that night. And I don't I don't leave early really ever. Probably done it like once, twice in ten years. But I remember thinking if this goes three 0 like I couldn't feel my feet, my toes. So we agreed like with my mates that we'd go if it went three 0 Bingo, you know, we got one back with about 10 minutes to go and then Tomlin popped up in injury time or whatever. And I was warm after the celebrations, <laughs> but uh, that, was, that was a good one. Like, we flew on flew that night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that
2: Tomlin. He just, I'm so glad he's not going to be
0: available because he has tortured us. He has something against us. Whatever club he plays for, he does loves. So you should just wheel him
2: out, Paul, in a wheelchair. No, just put him oh, no, on no, a just scare us. Genuinely, I reckon. I think he'd come on the other day, so he, he should be in the squad. He just won't start, I don't think. But, um, You're giving me nine That's the issue. Yeah. <laughs> they got injured this, this week in training. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd, I'd start him with one leg after the time, to be honest. <laughs> no. So what's
0: your ahead. score prediction then, Paul, for Saturday then?
2: Um, I'm going to go for... I'm going to go for... A nervy 2-1 to Cardiff. I'm going to go Kiefer Moore to get one. And Morrison. People always score against the old Club. Yes. Know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I know. Um, the return of the X. Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, We're would you, due would you, would you a victory of you, to be honest. like We haven't beat you in like six games. Which is no, 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 Paul. No, you, you, know, you can keep
0: <laughs> waiting. Keep waiting. It's absolutely <laughs> fine. No, we've got a little bit of momentum. Little bit of spirit in the team. It's been taking a while. I'm going to go for an optimistic. Why not two-one win for uh, Reading? Uh, Late goal pushes us off the bench. I'm going to say then mass delirium
2: with no one in the stadium. So. That's the depressing uh, part about it, isn't it? Now it is, isn't it? You're it is. probably going to beat hundred five points and you'll be sat at home. <laughs> I'll take that. I will take <laughs> that. Yeah. All right. It's tough to go this, but. Nah, It'll be, be decent. Hopefully, we do. We Because we, we were rubbish at home last time. So I'm hoping we'll be a bit better. But it's, it's going to be one of them. It's, it's just the championship, in it? It's the beauty. Like, it wouldn't shock me if we won 3 0, it wouldn't shock me if we lost 3 0. No, no, that's what no, makes right. so good, though. Like, for me, I, I just think it's brilliant. Like, best league in.
0: I mean, yeah, I think it is, because like you said earlier, the Premier League, is just a slog when you're in there, isn't it? For a club yeah. like Reading or Cardiff, we're never going to be near the top, or even top eight, ten, are we, realistically?
2: No, the gap's just getting too big, unless you do something like Wolves have done, where you tie in with an agent or something like that, it's, you're always fighting against it and stuff, and yeah, I, I think the, the chase is good, and getting there and having like maybe one season, but in terms of... Enjoying the season as it goes. I think the Championship, you've always got a chance and you're always involved. Like last year, was it like five, four games to go? There was only like one place decided or something. It's just, you look around like Europe, you don't see another league like that. It's, it's actually crazy. So
0: hopefully, <laughs> we'll see how it goes on Saturday. Hopefully, I'll be talking about a win. Sorry, Paul, but um, uh, yeah. we'll see. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back with a podcast straight after the match, uh, full time. And uh, thanks for listening.